forever. Dog. I used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think. I hear you biting off a brain now. I myself am on the brain. I used to want to be a real man. I don't know what that even means. Hey, Three Swings listeners, Rhea Butcher here, your host of your favorite podcast. Guess what? I've got a bonus mini-sode for you. That's right. You didn't ask for it. Maybe you put it into the ether, and now it's here, and I'm giving it to you. I am going to talk to you about the Tomboy Hall of Fame. Hey, hey, hey. It's echoey in here, but only for that part of it. I'm going to tell you my Tomboy Hall of Fame picks. And guess who is putting this on? This is this mini episode is brought to you by the wonderful folks at Tomboy X. I love Tomboy X underwear. You know, you know how much I love this. Their micro modal 4.5 inch. I forget the measurements. I should have a tape measure with me all times. This is silly that I don't, but it scratches things like my car. Tomboy X, because they're a kick-ass company, they have a new line of underwear called their neutrals. Tomboy X makes neutral underwear for people whose opinions are anything but. Put on a first layer that supports who you are so you can take on the world. They just released the Tomboy X Neutrals nude underwear done the Tomboy X way. And if you're not wearing them, you're missing out. Because when they say nude, they don't mean one color. They are putting out nude shades one through five. And guess what? You can check them out with a discount code. So go to TomboyX.com slash Baseball Neutral. And when you order your neutrals, enter Baseball Neutral at check out to get an extra 15% off. Again, get an extra 15% off when you enter baseball neutral at tomboyx.com slash baseball neutral. Now, on to my Tomboy Hall of Fame. Many of you might be tomboys yourselves, or you might have been identified as tomboys growing up. I think the, the, the identifier of tomboy is such an interesting one, you know, because I grew up being called a tomboy a lot. Sometimes it was positive, sometimes it was negative. I think the word has a lot of implications. Um, It's an old word. (laughs) It's a word for uh, girls who don't fit the mold, but it's interesting that there's even a mold to begin with, I think. Um, So I remember when I was a kid just, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because I was a kid and I played with things like Barbies and stuff. It's not like I didn't play with girls' toys or I didn't play with things we think of as girly things. Um, I just did a lot of things, and that's what's really interesting to me when we have when we like call girls tomboys to sort of like, oh well, she's just a tomboy and she'll grow out of it. Like number one, a lot of people don't, and number two, what what makes somebody a tomboy? You know what I mean? Now I'll get into the positivity of tomboy in a second, but it's interesting to me that if you're you know into sports or you. I don't know, run around outside. People have to like put you down because you're not, I don't know, baking a cake in an oven. I, what? Come on. That's silly. It's ridiculous. And at the same time, I always like really enjoyed being a tomboy because that's, I felt like I, that's who I was. And so it's one of those very unique and interesting uh, sort of identifiers and or labels that is accurate and also offensive at the same time, which is essentially what my entire stand-up career is about. <laughs> Talking about these things that are at once something I'm happy to be, but also frustrated it exists to begin with. So, on to my Tomboy Hall of Fame. 
Now, I want to stress at the beginning of this that these tomboy picks are my personal picks. So these are no by, by no means universal. I don't think that this is the be-all, end-all list. I am not on the board of Tomboy Hall of Fames. Uh, it doesn't, as far as I'm concerned, exist. So <laughs> I'm not... Um, feel free to tweet at me other tomboys that you think I left out. I'm happy to do that. I'm already remembering ones I left off. So um, I'm writing them down right now. It's perfect. I'm good at podcasting is the thing. So these are my personal picks. And number one... And these are in no particular order, mostly in chronological or and or biological order, no, biological, <laughs> bi- bi- biographical order, <laughs> whatever. Biological probably works, too. Um, so these are my picks. Again, my picks. These are not set in stone anywhere. These are just my choices on a piece of paper. My first pick is Joe Polinicek <laughs> from The Facts of Life. I always only knew her as Joe and I never really spent too much time saying her last name, and they really didn't say her last name on that show very much either. But I have to say, she's she's my number one pick. If I had to, if I had a first round draft pick for Tomboys, that would be it for me because I'm a person of a certain age, and I grew up with a lot of reruns on syndicated television of The Facts of Life. I didn't even know about the first season with Molly Ringwald until I was older because I really just saw seasons two through twenty, however many they made when they owned the store later on, and she had the blowout. That was fun um but her even even her appearance on the show she shows up blair and natalie and mrs garrett are all talking to each other at the school and you hear a motorcycle and they all stop talking and then a kid walks in in a full jumpsuit and a motorcycle helmet and then takes off her helmet and is like is it the school and i like love it i love it so much and natalie's like i'm gonna ask him out to the prom or some other silly natalie style joke um, but I just loved Joe's presence on the show because I also, I went to an all-girls Catholic school, um, and I'm speaking in the binary because that's what the school is actually called. Um, and so I really related to this person being in this environment and even just having to like wear a uniform. Like the way that she carried herself and wore that skirt uniform thing, I felt a little bit less alone in the world and like there was somebody like me because I always felt at that school there weren't there weren't that many like you would say tomboys at my school i was kind of the only one i mean there were a lot of girls that like played sports and were really good at sports but not in the same way that i was like um it just wasn't i it was small class size so i really honestly felt like joe at school all the time and so having her on tv and she's so funny and like her and blair i if Look, you can argue all you want, and even the actors themselves can deny this all they want, but it was there. They had a lot of chemistry, those two actors, and they were definitely in a relationship. Whatever that relationship was, that's fine, but they had something going on. So those are just the facts of life. So moving on to my next pick, and again, this is sort of in chronological order. My next pick is maybe one you wouldn't think about, but my pick is Rudy Huxtable. Uh, She was the character that I related to the most on that show. I watched that show religiously as a child, as much as I watched The Facts of Life. And Rudy Huxtable was like the cute little adorable kid, which every sitcom show had. They had uh, Tootie on Facts of Life, which, a little interesting tidbit about Tootie, the reason why Kim Fields was on roller skates is because she was shorter than everybody else on the show. And that was a very easy way to get her to line up with the camera. (laughs) Because... I don't know if you know this, but 
the camera can't just move up and down from people's uh, faces, especially when it's a th- three camera like that. Um, so just an interesting, fun tidbit. That's why she was wearing roller skates all the time, so that she would fit in the scene. There you go. Um, so that was a fun little thing in sitcoms. They always had like the cute kid that would come in and say cute things and then leave. But Rudy Huxtable, to me, was like super relatable. And she was like silly and kind of stood up to her parents and wasn't like a brat or something. She was just like doing her own thing. And I think ultimately that's what a tomboy is. And that's why people use it to take people down because they're like, well, I don't want you to do your own thing. I want you to fall in line with everybody else. And I want you to be the same person as everybody else. So there you go. That's Rudy. She was not the same person as everybody else. Now, this one is not going to be a surprise. But it's Jodie Foster in anything. I don't think I really need to explain this one too much. <laughs> Everything she's in. Oh, just come on. Jody. I love you. There's not a single performance I don't like. I also like when she plays straight because that's funny. What more needs to be said about Jodie Foster? She's wonderful in everything she's in. That Bob, the Silence of the Lambs Bob, I had it for probably way too long as a child. Everybody thought I was Jodie Foster. Look, I'm not going to debate them. I related very hard to that person and still do. Um, If you haven't seen her in Inside Man, she's pretty wonderful in that too. It's great to see her like wearing heels. (laughs) Because she's... Also, ooh, can I point this out about Jodie Foster? I rewatched Panic Room recently, which is also a pretty good tomboy double-up movie if you want to check that out. Kristen Stewart, who is an honorable mention here, um, is definitely got the tomboy thing going on, and very much I looked like that person in Panic Room. It's very weird. Um, if I ever run into that person in real life, I imagine it will look like when Jennifer Parker runs into her older self in the future, in Back to the Future Part Two. Anyway, I'll pass out saying I'm old. Uh, Jodie Foster in Panic Room, when the police come to the door and she talks to the police, is probably, it's a great moment in film, and you should definitely check it out, and it's it's a fun turn, and like how this character goes from having that tomboy kind of thing, single mom thing going on, to turning on a completely different character. Anyway, she's a tremendous actor, Oscar-winning actor, Jodie Foster, everybody. Uh, moving on, here's your literature pick, Scout Finch. Come on. This would not be a tomboy list without To Kill a Mockingbird on there somewhere. I haven't read it in a long time. Also, I haven't watched it in a long time. So I just like the name. Mostly the name is perfect. That's a perfect tomboy name. Scout Finch. Come on. It's a bird and a pastime. That's great. Now, this one is very important to me. Uh, Iggy Threadgood from Fried Green Tomatoes. And also Watts. From Some Kind of Wonderful, both played by the same tremendous actor, Mary Stuart Masterson. So I would also recommend her just in general. Um, she's also very tomboyish in the the wonderful, silly movie, Chances Are. If you haven't seen Chances Are, you're not 35. Um, and then I would also double up this one with Mackenzie Davis in San Junipero. Because Mackenzie Davis is totally bringing a Mary Stuart Masterson vibe to that role in San Junipero. And that, I think, is is one of the many reasons why I love that episode of television so much. But I just... Oh, it's so perfect. And Iggy Threadgood, that opening, uh, sort of the cold open to the the sto- the Jessica Tandy storytelling that she's doing, where uh, she is they're making her wear a dress to church, and then she gets to wear a suit, and she has this huge beaming smile on her face. I was like, oh my god, that's me in a movie. I didn't know I made a movie. Um, so Iggy Threadgood is definitely, definitely up there in the Tomboy Hall of Fame. And speaking of tomboys, Tomboy is introducing this Neutrals 
line of underwear, and I am super stoked for them because they are nude shades that won't thro- show through clothes. They come in a diverse spectrum of shades and cuts, including bralettes. That's a fun word to say. It almost sounds like a French pastry, but it's not. It's a clothing item. Bikinis, boy shorts, and boxer briefs. And they're all in sizes extra small through 4X. And like I said before, in nude X, one through five. So when you buy Tomboy X Neutrals, you're aligned with a brand that shares your values and gets products that fit your identity. They're really breaking through with this line of underwear. Now, you might be thinking, like, underwear? Who cares? Underwear is underwear, but it clearly isn't. Underwear is the first thing you put on. You can't put it on last. It's the first thing you put on your body. And it makes you feel good to have good underwear. And also underwear that reflects you. I personally believe that when nude no longer evokes one shade, one color, that will be true equality. When you walk into a Victoria's Secret or even a Target or something and you see nude and it's only one shade, that's not right. Because nude is a state of being. It's not a color. Nude is a state. So you need at least five to cover a good spectrum of what nude could even be. So shout out to Tomboy for doing that because I actually, you might think it's silly, but I do not think it's silly. Underwear that reflects actual human beings is an important thing because I didn't realize how important it was and what I was missing until I got underwear that felt comfortable on me. So let's get to the last couple Tomboys in the Tomboy Hall of Fame. This one... It's kind of new to me, but I'm shouting her out for her performance in a film that I really enjoyed this year and kind of got shoved into movies and then onto Netflix. And if you get a chance to see it in the theaters, I highly recommend doing it. It is a theater movie experience. Gina Rodriguez in Annihilation. I truly loved her nuanced performance of the sort of tomboy, sort of butch lesbian, sort of many things sober EMT in Annihilation. She's also tremendous on Jane the Virgin, a show that I have not watched, but I have heard nothing but wonderful things about her. Um, I feel like she has a ton of range, and I also just genuinely loved watching her on screen in this movie. So Gina Rodriguez in Annihilation. Now, another movie, this is going a little bit out of order, another movie character, Sarah Connor, somebody who came into her tomboyness later rather than earlier, and there's no judgment and or qualification in that uh the journey that you get to go on with uh one sarah connor even in just the first one i'm not only talking about the sort of uh a bit uh crazed uh end of the world preventing sarah connor in in terminator 2 you might immediately be going to the chin-ups in the prison but that's not where i'm going i'm going to first off the end of terminator 1 she goes from being a waitress with a scooter and a roommate with a lizard (laughs) to trying to save a soldier and putting on a great field dressing without knowing. So she's a wonderful tomboy to me. And then also she has great shoulders. And if it wasn't for Linda Hamilton's arms in Terminator 2, we might not get all of the arms that we get to enjoy today. And I've got one last one. This one is sort of a personal fave. Um, Shout out to my friend, Clea Duvall in But I'm a Cheerleader. Um, She was actually just on my wife's podcast, and it's a great interview talking about this movie. Um, This movie was very important to me when I was a kid. Uh, It came out when I was uh, in in college, I think. And this was when Netflix was just starting, and I felt like I could 
get these queer movies and no one would see me getting them <laughs> as though this is just what I what was going on for me. I was always worried if somebody saw me renting gay movies, they would think I was gay, even though I was. But I was like worried about that. You understand. There's many people that might relate to this. Um, but her character in But I'm a Cheerleader, I mean, the hair, the way she holds herself, the outfits she wears. I think she called it the uniform, the like black button up and the black jeans and the like kind of always wet hair. Such a specific thing, like still feminine, but also very tomboyish and butch. It's just such a wonderful performance. If you have not seen that movie, you should see it. And you should definitely see it if you are an LGBTQ person, because it is a big part of the pantheon of queer movies. Jamie Babbitt wrote and directed it. Natasha Lyonne is in it, and she is amazing. Um, Also, RuPaul is in it. There's just like some really amazing, amazing, amazing performances. It's very campy and very over the top, but it is so... It's so funny and so perfect and so sweet and touching. And it's it's just a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, you definitely have to check it out. And oh, this one I just wrote down because I remembered the movie Pippi Longstocking, which I do own on DVD at my house because I am a movie fan and very, very gay. So Pippi Longstocking, pour some sugar in your shoes and enjoy these tomboys. Now, like I said, when you buy Tomboy X Neutrals, you're aligned with a brand that shares your values and gets products that fit your identity. I cannot agree with this more. So please discover your inner tomboy at tomboyx.com slash baseball neutral. And when you order your neutrals, which I know you will because I already got some, they're sitting right next to me and I cannot wait to wear them. Enter baseball neutral to get an extra 15% off. Again, get an extra 15% off when you enter baseball neutral at tomboyx.com slash baseball neutral. Tomboy forever. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.